You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290 KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome back to the show. Hope all is going well with you. Doing pretty good here today on a uh, another beautiful day, talking about all the changes in healthcare and our government and insurance and all these things and how they affect uh, individuals and businesses. And we want to take some time to talk about how this might affect some businesses and some resources that they might have available. And we've got Blake Martin here on the show. Blake is the president of FranNet, and I'll let him tell him tell you a little bit more about his background. But um, really looking forward to our conversation today. He's got a lot of experience in the healthcare industry as well, especially as it relates to home healthcare, which is an emerges an emerging area i think something that's incredibly important to solving the uh, cost problem so blake thanks so much for coming here on the show how you doing today very well thanks for having me today yeah Sean. what's going on today tell us a little bit about your background and we can uh, dive into some of these strategies for folks well as you said i've uh, had a lot of experience about two decades of experience in the franchising industry and that experience did start in the home health care field and continued on Essentially, what I do, the business that I run, FranNet of the Heartland, is a business that helps aspiring entrepreneurs or existing entrepreneurs who are looking to start a new business uh, but want some assistance and guidance on what kind of business is the right match for them. Right. And and we're starting to see more folks get into that arena. Um, some people saying we might be in a freelance economy in many ways in the, in the future. A lot of people looking to go out on their own and start these entrepreneurial things. And I know that healthcare and insurance is something that's probably the last thing on their mind as they get these things started, isn't it? You know, you make a really good point there in more and more in recent months and over the past year, what I have seen is a lot of people who are paying very close attention to that. Now they're paying close attention to the things that you talk about here and that is the cost and the challenges of compliance with things like the ACA. And, and that's where franchisors can come into play to help small business owners who are part of their franchise network understand and work through compliance with the challenges, both financial and human resource-wise. Right. And that, so like you talk to a, us a little bit about how that might work behind the scenes for somebody looking to get out there? Absolutely. So most folks... Um, the franchise industry, the franchise industry, uh, as defined by Ray Kroc, has a lot to do with um, his old saying. And that saying is that McDonald's didn't get to where they got by showing people how to make good hamburgers. They got to where they were and where they are by helping people run good businesses that happen to make hamburgers. And that gets to the essence of what we're talking about here. Franchise organizations help the small business owners that are part of their system by providing business intelligence, by providing assistance and guidance in getting through those obstacles and challenges that we all face in running small businesses. And that can lead to things like what we're talking about here with the ACA. How do you know if you're compliant with the ACA? How do you know what you should do to change the unit economics of your business in order to become compliant? And if you have a franchisor who is out there helping you out as a small business owner and has your best interests in mind, they can bring resources to bear that may very well help you 
become more compliant and provide uh, an avenue for continued profitability in an environment that's going to be challenging and perhaps even more challenging than independent small business owners. Well, it's like I got I think when people think of franchises, they probably just think of restaurants is probably the first thing. What did you say? Everybody wants to be a Chick-fil-A yeah. franchisor right now? That's right. That's right. And I, I like to tell folks, look, you know, in the franchising field, it's a whole lot more than do you want fries with fat anymore. There's lots of very profitable, very successful restaurant and retail franchise operations, but uh, there's dozens and dozens, 80 different categories of franchise business concepts that folks can invest in. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, you know, we're seeing a lot less independent businesses, don't you agree? Do you think people are moving more towards a, a franchise model because of all these changes or just because it they're more aware of it or it's easier or, you know, what do you think is that? I, I do think there's definitely an awareness factor. Folks starting to understand, uh, as we were talking about there, that franchises are more than just one or two industries. But what I would say is, like everything, franchising isn't for everybody. The folks who are looking to get into a business where they make every decision and really aren't looking for somebody else to provide them assistance in building that business, they wouldn't be happy in a franchise system. The folks that look at it and say, I want to be in business for myself, but not by myself, those are the folks that traditionally are attracted to franchise opportunities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it makes a lot of sense because, um, again, it's just, I think it's just a lot harder to, to run a business um, than it was maybe 15, 20 years ago, don't you think? Oh, I couldn't agree more. As a small business owner myself, there are challenges upon challenges, and having good advisors who can help you through those challenges often are the difference between making it and not making it. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, we're talking with Blake Martin, president of FranNet uh, of the of the Heartland here in on America's Healthcare Challenge, and you've got some healthcare in- industry experience. Can you talk to the listeners a little bit about some of the things that you've been up to in your career as it relates to healthcare, and uh, share some of your thoughts with them on these changes? Sure, turned into a bit of a home healthcare junkie over the years. Fell into it uh, early on in the early days of the private sector home health care, at least back in the early 90s. Uh, built up a, a home health care company that's now a national franchise, which is what brought me into the franchising field as well, called Comfort Care Senior Services. So I got some experience there in being able to build up a national franchise system uh, from the ground up and learning how to attract and work with quality franchise owners who will help you build a brand. Uh, And then I was very fortunate to be recruited to Omaha, Nebraska 12 years ago by the namesake of another guest on this show, Mr. Alan Hager, the founder of Right at Home, different Alan Hager. (laughs) Kind of funny how it worked out that way. It is funny. How has that industry changed over the years? Has it just grown? I mean, we've got an aging population, right? A lot of people are recognizing that super expensive to go to the nursing home anymore. I think inter-home health care as, as an alternative. Yeah, and I would say in my experience, one of the major evolutions in the field has been 20 years ago, 25 years ago in this field, it was all about educating people, uh, not just the consumers, but the healthcare professionals, about the availability of these services, the home health care services, and that people did have the ability, if they so chose, to utilize services that allowed them to stay at home and remain independent. What that's evolved into are far more sophisticated services that really act as an advocate for the for their customers and 
providing all levels of services that help to coordinate everything that's needed in a home environment for specifically for aging and disabled adults. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot uh, more cost effective to keep them at home than go to the hospital, right? Yeah, absolutely. A lot more cost effective for the healthcare system. In many cases, a lot more cost effective for the family that's paying for the services because people don't realize, unless they listen to your show, Sean. Well, naturally. They don't realize that going into a, uh, a skilled nursing facility means that they're going to be spending down on their assets with their private funds anyways. Mm. And I, I think a lot of people need to have a serious conversation about these types of issues before before they get into that position because I know that a lot of folks have lost a lot of assets because they didn't plan accordingly to these things. You bring up a great point, Sean. And with the holidays upon us and the Thanksgiving dinners that are coming up, we're all going to have those uncomfortable family conversations anyways. This is one to bring up, to have a private discussion, if you can, with family members about what are your plans. Have the discussion now before you have to have that discussion under the pressure of mom or dad or grandma or grandpa is being discharged from the hospital three hours from now, and our lives are about to be turned upside down because we don't know what their choice is. So have a discussion about what the choices and options are Mm -hmm. and reach out to people in the community who can provide you free assistance with determining what the best decision is. Right, exactly. So from your time in the home health care industry, I guess I call them life hacks or, you know, hot tips. Do you got any kind of hot tips for the listeners out there on things that they should know or be aware of going through these decisions? Yeah, I'll give you some hot tips on a couple of things here. So The first would be uh, with regards to opening up those discussions and those conversations. I want to make sure that your listeners understand that the choice of in-home health care services is not a loss of independence for the folks that are receiving the care. It's an opportunity to remain as independent as possible. There's a lot of different options out there. In this part of the country, we're very fortunate uh, to have some great options here. And so opening up that discussion. And if you're concerned about the child-parent dynamic, if you have adult grandchildren who can open up that conversation, bring the, brand, bring the grandkids in. It will really help to uh, alleviate some of the stress and friction in that discussion. Right. I think it's just getting it out on the table is super important. Um, we're up against a timeout here in a couple minutes, but uh, do you have any final thoughts? And maybe you could hang around and do a roundtable discussion after Mr. Hager. Does that sound good? I'd be happy to do All right, that. So Thanks, just get some final thoughts on um, franchising and, um, and 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 your uh, your recommendations on you know with the home health care and other things. You got any others? Sure, I sure do. And in the franchising arena, I, I would tell you that there's more than 3,500 different types of franchise opportunities out there in the United States. It's an overwhelming number. So if you're that person that's looking to start a business or start additional businesses. The franchising route may be for you. Talk to an advisor who can provide some assistance and guidance on what might be the best best match for you. Mm-hmm. Coach you through that process, and that's what franchise consultants like myself do. Yeah, well, we had a nice coffee because I was talking about uh, whether or not Edie Bellis could be a, a potential franchise concept, and I sure got a lot out of that conversation. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. You might have to watch out because there might be an Edie Bellis in your town coming soon. <laughs> hey, Blake, thanks so much for coming on. Can you hang out again? Uh, we're going to get Alan in here, and then we'll do a roundtable at the end of the show. Sound good? Look forward to it, All Sean. right, great. Thanks. That's Blake Martin, president of FranNet of the Heartland. 
And your website, Blake, is um, what is it again? www.frannet with two ends.com. Frannet.com. Okay. Fantastic. Hey, if you want to uh, get some analysis from somebody that really knows what's going on, you're not going to want to miss next segment because Alan Hager. Uh, friend of the program, guest co-host, contributor extraordinaire, is here. He's suited up today. Man, on a Saturday, suited up. This guy really means business. And we're going to talk about uh, his analysis of the fallout from Tuesday, uh, where we're going to go uh, here, from here on healthcare, and much more that I'm sure he's uh, ready to share with you. So check out healthreformexplained.com again, for, uh, 402-342-1290 if you have a question for us and we'll be back right after this short timeout.